This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Devok Show with Eric Nam. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Eric, and welcome to the Tebak Show. Hope you guys are doing well, and welcome to this brand new, all life-changing, incredible episode of the Tebak Show full of new and old things. Now, what do I mean? Well, um, we've been doing the show, the Tebak Show, for over two years, and uh, we've never really like done a, a rebrand and a rejig or a reset. And we felt like this might be a great time to do it. So we are doing it right now as I speak and you listen to the show. We have our team working on revamping the show so it can be even better than what it is now. And you're gonna be like, oh my God, but this show's so amazing. How can it be any better? And I'm gonna be like, uh, don't worry, we're gonna make it even better, you know? Yeah, it's gonna blow your mind. But anyways, uh, we are going ahead and, and booking people. We have great uh, new guests coming. People who are in K-pop, people who are not in K-pop. And so we're changing the show name to Tebak Show. Um, and it's going to be great. So stay tuned. So this episode is going to be a compilation of old episode highlights. I think this episode is going to be really a lot about me and my brothers, Eddie and Brian, because they've been on the show quite a bit. And the the intro jingle that you guys hear, that's my brother Brian as well. And um, whenever we talk, it ends up devolving into some ridiculous conversations so i'm sure our team has put together some great highlights um, from the past now before we go on and get into this episode i just want to go ahead and let you guys know that i am fully double vaccinated i got vaccinated i am protected i'm feeling great and i want you to ask yourself am i double vaccinated am i vaccinated at all and i hope the answer is yes and if it is not, what are you doing? Come on, y'all. Let's get vaccinated. It is so easy to do. It is for the better. It is for general public health and safety purposes. Like it's the only way that we're all going to get through this. We need to get people vaccinated. Without everybody vaccinated, we just keep spreading germs and people keep getting sick and things keep mutating. So we have stronger and scarier versions of this disease that keeps popping up. So we need everybody to get vaccinated you know if you are vaccinated you can do things like the way we used to you can go to sporting events you can go to concerts festivals you can go watch a movie at the movie theater you can go on dates you can eat indoors you can do things and it is so important that we get everybody vaccinated which is why i'm taking time to make sure you get this message okay if you are not vaccinated please 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 get vaccinated if you know people who are not vaccinated please take them encourage them to get vaccinated say yes to the dates the concerts the parties and whatever it is that we love doing before covid took over our lives now if you're in the u.s everyone 12 and older is eligible and you can get the vaccines for free visit vaccines v-a-c-c-i-n-e-s dot g-o-v vaccines.gov today right now to find a vaccine near you okay now, this message is paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and it is an important one. So please, 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 please get vaccinated. If you are not in the U.S., I'm praying to God that, you know, you are staying healthy and safe, and we're going to get you vaccines sometime in the near future. Look, guys, people in the world, people who even want vaccines can't get them right now because there is a shortage of them globally. But if you're in the U.S., again, you are incredibly fortunate. You can get one right now you can go to vaccines.gov 
anybody 12 and older to get a vaccine. Now, please do it because this is the only way that we're going to be able to hang out. This is the only way that we're going to stop this thing. This is the only way that I'm going to get to go on tour and see you guys and meet you guys. And we can jump and scream in a hot, sweaty <laughs> venue together. So let's get it done, guys. Vaccines.gov. Okay, now back to, not even back to, we're going to start the show. Here we go. Welcome to the Deadbox Show. Did you have a car in high school like that you drove? I did. Oh. So my school, we had to drive to and there was no school bus. So we had to drive there. Um, so my first car was a Chrysler Town & Country, which is a minivan. And you know how cool minivans are, right? <laughs> So, like, my school was generally a very wealthy school. And so, like, some of the kids had, like, brand new Benz or, like, brand new Lexuses. Or even if they got, like, hand-me-downs for their parents, it was usually, like, a very nice car or, like, a cool car. Even, like, a Jeep, you know, or some type of SUV. Cool. I was, like, <laughs> the only person that had this massive, massive… uh minivan like the mom car the soccer mom car to make it even better the brake on that car like was not very good and it was so loud <laughs> it was so loud like you could hear and i would have to start braking like at least 300 meters out <laughs> like way out. So if I'm going downhill and I would be going downhill every day into my school, you would I would start breaking and you would just hear <laughs> So people knew you were at school. Everybody knows I'm at school. So Eddie, for example, like when we got to school, he'd be like, I'm getting off here. So he would get off <laughs> before anybody could see him like get out of a minivan and he would walk in and I would have to like park this car. <laughs> the struggle is real. Do you know? Okay. I need to talk about this real quick. <laughs> Somebody sent like massive emails and were like, how could you say that you don't read? And I was like, uh, did we talk about this last time? No. What do you mean? Like they got mad at you for saying you don't yeah, read? They're like, they're like, you're ruining your image because people think you're smart. And I was like, you don't need to read like the <laughs> read. Atlas Shrugged in order to be <laughs> smart. I don't Wait, need what? to you read… Don't? I don't need to read like… It's just you over and over in this podcast goes like, I don't need to read. I hate reading. Reading sucks. I don't read. <laughs> I was like, yo, I don't gotta read like Homer's The Odyssey to be smart. Like I don't think that's, that's such an old conservative way of thinking. Like there's so many ways to get content and information. There's videos. There's audio. Like this brilliant podcast called K-Pop Tebok. There's… Mm -hmm. I like to read magazines and I read, I read a lot of newspapers. Because for me, like current events and that stuff is incredibly… Like that's fascinating to me. I don't particularly love fiction. Right? Unless it's like Marvel. Or yeah. like, you know. So, yeah. I'm cool with that. If you got a problem, I'm sorry. Like I personally find more value in reading articles and news and that stuff. So… That's what I was doing in college. But they were just like, how could you say that? I was like… Look. I, I can't look at you the same way. 
<laughs> I, I'm gonna have to side with this person. Brian, how often do you read? I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, what? did you read a lot? When? In college. In college? Oh, I've never even bought a book that they See, told me to buy. This is not an isolated well, incident. Well, I like reading articles. I love reading that's what I'm I saying. I read yeah. scripts. I don't See, really. Yeah, I read things that are yeah. like. Wait, what does that mean? Scripts for I movies and TVs. TV production. But like, just read it. Like, yeah, we have to read and write scripts. Oh, but like in your in your like free time, like recreationally. Yeah, I, I used to do that too. Recreationally, read scripts for movies I like. Oh. See, like that, I understand <laughs> because that's what she wants to do. That's like what oh. she studied. For me, I was an international studies major, so. Like reading some history and like learning about history. Yeah, I did some of it. But I'd not read a full entire book on stuff because… <laughs> look, it already happened. Someone could tell me or I can get the synopsis from someone and be like… Oh, that's why they went to war and this is what happened. That's enough for me. Yeah. So… I, I had a friend who notoriously always procrastinated like literature, like essays. Mm -hmm. Like… Uh, mm -hmm. Or you know like in-class essay writing for mm -hmm. like AP English. He would always read the book literally as he's sitting there right before class starts. Like that's when he'll start reading it. And then one day I remember coming in, he looked up at me. He goes, "You know, this is a pretty good book. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually pretty good." Like, Did he pass? How do you do? He he was like one of those annoying, really naturally oh, smart, them. like all fives, all hundred mm. percent. Mm. One of those. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so how do you consume content the best? Like what? How do you learn the best? Eric. Me? <laughs> He's just on his phone texting in the middle of a podcast. Listen to me. Recording. Look. I… Are you a visual learner? Or are you a, a textual learner? Can I be very honest? I don't think I can actually process any more information in my life. <laughs> like I've mean? peaked. Yeah, like, your, your, your… What is it? Like RAM my, is my, full. My RAM in my head is like fully like done. I need… Like a hundred terabytes to just like deplug and put it somewhere else. Yeah. Um. Cause I there's can't. nothing in there you can like throw in the trash, discard. I'm sure, there's some stuff you can find. To I mean, boop. yeah, like old relationships and stuff. Damn. But like, <laughs> do it. Do it. But I mean, wait, no, no, no. But like, I I think I used to be a very audio. Like a… What is it called? An auditory learner? Okay. I think that was we it. We get what you mean. Yeah. I think that was me. Yeah. Um, but now… Like what's kind of unfortunate is like the lifestyle that I live… And being in this industry because you're required to do so many things. Like this is not normal. Let's put it this way. I have to be on TV. I have to do radio. I do a podcast. I write all my own music. Put out albums, music videos, and tour… And I have to manage the business aspect of it. Like, it's more than one person should ever be able to do. So, I, and throughout it, like, I'm meeting hundreds of people that I'm co-hosting with or that I'm interviewing or whatever. So, my brand can't take it. My brain can't you see. You called can't. your brain your brand. His brain is his brain. Wow, I can't even millennial. speak. <laughs> I can't even do this. But you know what? I, I, I learn very well. Through. Because I know you're curious to know. You know those infographics? Mm. I love infographics. <laughs> you're such a business major. So um, <laughs> I just want to say that the only reason we heard him out is because it's his birthday. I was not curious <laughs> at all. I didn't ask you bro. Thanks guys.
Oh. I've actually never heard Brian sing. Yeah. He used to be… Like I would hear him as a kid. Every right. once in a while singing in the shower. Yeah. And this is when he's like 8 or 10. Right? And I was like, oh that's so cute. He's singing in the shower. And then like Brian's singing. He'd be like, no. He's very quiet. He was, he was quiet. He's a bit of a thinker, isn't he? Well, as a kid though, he was hyperactive. And he was like… Blah, 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 blah. Like he was such a cute little kid. And then… And then puberty hit. And, and oh, he was man. like, yo was, dude. This shit is whack, bro. And I was like, alright bro. Dude, I remember when you were first starting out. I'm not going to name any names. But I remember when you were starting out as a solo artist and competition was fierce. And I'm like, okay, Team Eric Nam for life. No one else. I am not streaming anyone else that is <laughs> Korean guy. Oh, All right? <laughs> Only Eric Nam on shuffle. Just through the This Is Eric Nam playlist. Non-stop. Okay? I remember like Brian… Like showering and he's like singing. He walks around the house as he's getting ready, like with his iPhone in his pocket and like playing music. I remember he was playing someone else's music. And I look at Brian, I go, Hey man, what are you listening to? And he like turns around like all flustered. He's like, uh, uh you know, just dude, it just showed up like on my shuffle, man. Like uh, I was like, yo, you listen to that guy? Brian's like, Well, yeah, man, his music's pretty good. And I grab him by the shirt. I go, dude, don't you ever play anyone else that is remotely close in competition with Eric. And sure as hell, don't let him see this. He's like, okay, okay, okay. It won't happen again. It's the last conversation we had about it. That's why he doesn't listen to K-pop anymore. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, let's think about it. Maybe when we're 50, we do the non-bros and we go against the Jonas Brothers. And uh, you know. You see what happens. Yeah. Or 50. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean hopefully… You know you're still killing it by that moment. You know. <sighs> Otherwise it just goes out into an echo chamber of just like… People that are no longer using Instagram and like… Streaming music's not a thing anymore. The world's taken over by VAR and nobody's communicating with each right. other. And everything is like those solo ramen eating stalls where like no right. one talks to each other. And that could definitely happen. I mean, very. I could very see that true. happening in Korea, definitely, because I feel like people just yeah, just stay on their phones and yeah, no one wants to engage. Like, when's the last time you just had a good laugh, dude? Where you're just like, you're like, over the chair, just like grabbing your stomach, like, ah, oh, oh my god, that was so funny. That only can happen in person, right? So that's very true. You no, know, go out, go have conversations go out with your with friends, go eat dinners. <laughs> You should have seen yourself last night. That was pretty funny though. What? You were crazy last night. Oh, last <laughs> night. Yeah, when I got off the plane. I, dude, I stayed up <laughs> for like so 36 hours. So he was like talking, but he was like sleep drunk. Yeah. So he was like… Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And uh, he kept looking at Brian. He's like, Brian, what is wrong with you right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Eddie, what is wrong with you right now? <laughs> When we're sitting around my house, I was like, my brothers are idiots. <laughs> Brian gets to a state where he's like working 30 hours out of a day. You know, this guy is working nonstop. But when I see him like once every two months, he is like so unkept. Like his hair… Like I remember looking at him last night. I vaguely remember I'm like, dude, you look like the bottom of a mop that came out… <laughs> that came out of like a janitor's closet from Scooby-Doo. You know, a mop. 
cut off the bottom. That is your hair. Just place it on top of your head. That is what you look like. Before we were just sitting there and like working he, in silence. And Eddie all of a sudden just goes, Brian, you look like the girl that is From in the grudge. grudge. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you just crawled out of the TV. He just took a shower. So his hair was a little crazy. But you know, I was feeling a little crazy and sassy. So he had a, he had it coming. You didn't really get into hip hop. You got into dude, like old in, white man rock. Dude, I was into hip hop and old white man this, rock, soft rock, classic. No, rock. not soft rock. Are you kidding me? You were like ACDC. That is not soft rock. Yeah, I got an electric guitar. Yeah, and it was horrendous. <laughs> that is… Oh, don't make me go back here. Okay, for those of you that are listening for the first time and tuning in and you haven't heard this story before, I was Allstate Viola. <laughs> That's not just something that if you have no musical talent, you're able to accomplish. Bro, have you ever considered that like literally nobody in the world plays viola? Doesn't matter. Like nobody plays. They needed. They're filling the ranks. They just put you in there. Eric, you don't know, man. Your future wife could be a professional violist. <laughs> we'll so have that I conversation just, when we're there. But I would watch the- yourself. I listen. Listen. Eddie was like. Eddie says he liked hip hop. He didn't really like hip hop. What he liked was like old white man rock. So like 70s, 80s rock. So he would be sitting there in his room playing ACDC and like Metallica or whatever. And I was like, bro, what is this? He's like, this is like the sweetest, the most classic rock. Like, I can't believe you don't like it. I was like… This is Led Zeppelin. Yes. He played this… Oh, dude. Stairway to Heaven. You played Stairway to Heaven on his guitar so many times. And you guys, I don't mean like he played the song like on the radio. He would sit there in his room on the electric guitar. And an electric guitar, you need an amplifier to make everything sound. So it's reverberating through the house. And it goes… Okay. Oh, oh, now I'm playing a trumpet? I'm playing a trumpet now? <laughs> this is my guitar voice. Okay. That, that is clearly inaccurate. <laughs> oh my… This is criminal. It's it's really funny hearing it from Eric. Like, I get it, dude. You made it. GQ man of the year. Okay. This guy over here. Bro. He's talking about… Get, he's saying reverberating through the house. This guy, every morning he wakes up. Singing in the shower. Hey, and not only that, yo, he, he wakes up late and he drives me to school. So I'm downstairs eating my butter biscuit with my mom. Who turned on the news and we're watching this thing because like… You know, that's our only time to engage with one another. We didn't really get along that well, but we can bond over the news. I'm trying to listen to what's going on, what happened last night. Eric is singing. Singing is singing lights out. Like, bro, but think the- about it. If I didn't do it then, where would I be now? No, okay, sure. <laughs> yes, I may be working at Kroger or Blockbuster, <laughs> all right, renting out VHS, whatever, whatever the case may be. That's awfully hypocritical of you for somebody in our tiny home singing at the top of his lungs with no regard for the rest of the family. So that right. was the biggest. That was the biggest like if surprise. You're playing. No, there you if you're go. playing Stairway to Heaven. That was free. Free reign. That was the biggest surprise when free Eric rain. was like making it on the television show. You know, he's told the story of my mom being like, "Whoa, like you're actually talented." I had the same reaction because <laughs> even if it was talent. It was so much. It was too much. It's like your favorite song. It's like Post Malone's Sunflower. I play that song 
500 times. You know, a lot. But I, I played it so much, it's dead to me. Does that make does that make sense? I'm not saying it's not a great song, but I've overdone it. And so Eric what he's saying was is, singing Alicia Keys No One him. every he's saying day. That I was dead. You could sing sing Alicia Keys he's just No One. I was dead flawlessly. You can sing You Got It Bad by Usher flawlessly. Speaking but if you play it Usher. a thousand times in two days, <laughs> enough. That is a song that if Eric and I are in a karaoke or any sort of social setting and they're like, hey, Eric, oh, you're gosh. a celeb. You should sing something. And Eric's like, oh, no, no. Like, I really… I don't. And then everyone starts going, Eric, Eric. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, my go-to. I'll do Missing You. And then, you know, I'll be in the corner like shooting off emails. I'm like, Eddie, trying to, Eddie, Eddie, take the mic. And he'll have me come on. And, you know, I'll, I'll usually start it off. I'll sing Hani's part. And then you you do Brian Jew's part because you guys have a Wait, little bit more it? of that. Wait, how does that start? Um, no, Brian starts. I start. Oh, yeah. And then Eddie will come in and fill it in. But yeah, it's a great song. I hope you guys know it. If you guys want to see my version of it, it's somewhere on the internet. But it's a great freaking song. Eddie and I would sing that so much when we were kids. Like anytime we were at a karaoke or whatever, it was like that was the song. Even like a year or two ago, we were in a situation where they're like, "You guys have to sing." We're like, "Uh." So we sang. We sang. We exhausted all of our in sync, all of our Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Usher, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, what do we sing? What do we sing? What do we sing?" We're like, "Here it is, Fly to the Sky, Missing You." It's also the audience we're with. If we're with Koreans, we'll go missing you every time. If it's with like. You know, a more American crowd where people are enjoying like karaoke for the first time. Of course, we'll do like the Backstreet Boys and we'll typically get like 99 to 100%. Because we're great. Uh, you know, it's that's that's no doubt. Yeah, um, we're not concerned. But dude, that song from front to back has everything from like… Kind of like the, the 90s sensibilities in the early 2000s that I love. The falsettos, the ad-libs, the lyrics, like everything about it. It's almost a perfect song. It is. It's a great song. The only thing now, if you listen to it now, in the what, in 2020, oh my gosh, 2020, is that it feels long because it has like multiple, the chorus comes out like four or five times. Mm. It feels really long. So as I was preparing it for Mass Singer last year, I was like, man, this is super long. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm glad you hit those high notes, man. There are a couple of high notes in that song that like some people would be afraid to hit. You just went after it. And I, I remember just seeing you dressed up like a broccoli and just like competing watermelon? competing with this this other person. this other person. I don't know who I that don't was. even know who it was. Yeah. And you just smashed it out of the park and people are like, Wow, Eric, like that was amazing. You just came up with that on the spot. And I was like, <laughs> Eric put his 10,000 hours in on that song. You know what I'm saying? I did. That was a lot of practice on that song. Can you give us a little snippet of no. what this sounds like? Uh, no. I can't. Why not? It's too early in the morning. Okay. Should I? Yeah. Every day, every night, I am missing you. That was great. <laughs> 
Thanks. We should go to karaoke later. Dude, I've had way too much coffee this morning. Okay. <laughs> you look tired. I think that's a really good point. You know, I didn't want to mm. take it here. But another part that we need to acknowledge is the amount of xenophobia coming out of this whole experience, right? Three Asian bros right now on stage. This could scare a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm subscribed to a Facebook group right now that's called Crimes Against Asians. You yeah, understand? I'm not doing that on purpose. And like, I am like just seeing people on the subway just getting knocked out, getting attacked because they're Asian and this thing originated out of Asia, whatever. It's a scary time. And during panic modes, during these pandemics, like, yo, it doesn't give anybody an excuse to act this way. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to lie. When I went to the grocery mm-hmm. store this morning, like, I was a little bit, not concerned, but just, like, trying to overcompensate how careful I was. You know what I mean? Like, wearing gloves and, like, like walking in with, like, a trench coat and just looking like I've got my stuff together. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like I was walking on eggshells because people are like, oh, this guy, dude, he's Asian. He might have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just... The media is perpetuating this fear. Fear feeds fear. Ignorance feeds ignorance. And that's just the way we're going into more polarizing opposites. And that's just the way we are. The one thing that you guys should understand is that like you guys are in LA, which is very, very diverse relative to other places. Mm -hmm. There were places on this last tour where I literally felt blatant acts of racism against me because I was Asian. It was, what was that? You, you told me about that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Buffalo. in Buffalo. Yeah, it was the rudest. I hadn't had that in a long time, but it was like literally, I don't want to, and I'm, I'm always the last person to say like that was a race thing. So for me to say that was a race thing, it means a lot. But it, <laughs> they're like, oh, like this place is really good wings. We should go there, blah, blah, blah. We went there and they're like, oh, we don't have seats for you. I was like, and this is like even before this virus stuff happened. But they were like, oh, no, we don't have seats. And I was like, okay, there's 10 of us. Like, we'd like to sit. And he's like, we can't seat 10 people. I was like, we can split up into groups of two or four or five. It doesn't matter. And he's like, yeah, but I know you guys are 10, so that's not allowed. And I was like, so if I walked in and I said, I have four people, and the people right before, after me walked in, we have six people, that would be okay? It's like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, then let's just do that again. He's like, yeah, but I know that you have 10, so it's not allowed. I was like, how does that make sense? Like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. basic math. Um, and then it was, and then, it, and at that point, it was just the Asian people on our tour bus that was there. And then it was like, oh, okay, like, here are the other people who are not Asian. They walked in, and then it was finally like, oh, okay, well, like, you guys are going to have to split up, split up and sit differently. But, like, if you really want to eat here, then, like, we'll put you on the list. Put us on the list. And then we sit around for 10, 15 minutes. And this dude walks up and he goes, um, this is a chicken wing spot, right? And he goes, oh, um, all of our fryers stopped working. So like, we don't have any fried food. And I was like, this restaurant is packed. And the only thing people are eating mm-hmm. is fried chicken. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like, we're just going to leave. And he, and he was like, well, you don't have to make a big deal about it. It's like, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, you said you don't have it. And then as we're leaving, there's like another group of non-Asian people right behind us. And he goes like, what like I just told them like our fries broken they're just so pissed I was like no we you said we can't, you can't serve us all right they're back I know we have a lot of feelings about it 
Yeah. I think Eddie may have more feelings about it than I do. Eddie, what are you feeling? Um, blown away. Again, just per usual. They they smash it out of the park. Um, you know, I got excited with the track list and the people involved, you know, from a writing and producing perspective. But then when I saw the visuals, again, it's it's A+. Plus. It's as good as it gets, you know? Mm. Side story before we go into this. Go for this. it. I actually saw Coach. Uh, I saw Blackpink at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a lot of buzz around it. It must have been at least like fifteen thousand people in the Sahara tent. You know, mm-hmm. this is the same tent that like, you know, Kid Cudi and like Jaden Smith and like some of the I think Post Malone, some of the biggest acts play on. But it was just like this really amazing moment when the sun had gone down and all the lights and the smoke could really emphasize how big of a moment it was. Yeah, and. Up until that point, they, you know, they hadn't done a massive global stage like that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, from beginning to end, they just smashed it. They acted like they've been there before. And uh, it was a really proud moment looking around a sea of like white people, black people, Latino people, and Asian people. And like everyone just like cheering and being like, this is objectively speaking, a lot of them probably never even seen this before. Mm. Their heads were about to explode, if not had exploded. In the best way possible. Right. In a good way. In a non-violent… Non-violent. More like mind blown. That's what I yes. meant to say. It was amazing. And you know… I don't know. Who 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 else is doing it like them? Black pink in your area. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the song. The song. I like the song. I like… I also really like Bet You Wanna. Oh man. Bet You Wanna is With a Cardi. smash dude. I've, I think I may like that song better than… That's my favorite. More than Lovesick Girls. Lovesick Girls is great. But mm-hmm. something I'll bet you on is just like it's stuck in my head. And I love Cardi's verse. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also funny because Cardi is known to be this like raunchy explicit person. Mm-hmm. But she kind of holds back a little bit. Of course. Um, she kept it PG. Th- she kept it PG. Which I, which I thought was cool because like you know… Because we want to share it with our mom, our dad. Yeah, we want everybody to to look when when K-pop people are doing WAP, and I'm like, mm, do you know what's going on? And they don't know what is going on. By the way, like WAP is, it's a smash. It's a smash. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not digging on that. I'm not like hating on that song. Oh, I'm you're just, just saying about, like, like the meaning. I'm talking about the meaning. Like if people in Korea, are like, hey, what is WAP? I'm like. How do I explain this to you? Yeah. I want to be able to explain to people… Oh, this is this song that Blackpink and Cardi B have… And not have my mom and dad get upset about it. Right. Because how do you explain… How do you explain… There it? is no explaining. You just Let say, me explain to you what happens. What Oma happens? Is like, yo, Eddie, what is this like WAP? That's when I just like disconnect. <laughs> I delete her number. And then I just go airplane mode for like three months. Okay. And she's like, my son, where have you been? And I'm just like, can we just act like none of this happened? Right. And move on. Do you know I had a moment like that with mom? Yeah, with Deadpool? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, I remember. I Have you seen Deadpool, Diane? Have you have you guys seen Deadpool? You, you mentioned this in your interview with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and he was like, you should not have watched my movie with your mom. Okay, so literally I thought Deadpool was like the Avengers. And I had no backstory. My mom was visiting me in Korea… We're like, should we go to see a movie? He's like, yeah. And like, oh, there's a new superhero movie out. And we love superheroes. We love the Avengers. So we go to the movie theater. We watch Deadpool. And if you don't know what Deadpool is, if you are not of age, do not watch Deadpool. I will not condone it. Because it is a 
filthy movie. Yeah, it's great. It's but... a great, hilarious movie, but it's also filthy. And if you're not ready for that, I was just like, oh my God. And I was sitting next to my mom and I have never felt so uncomfortable yeah. in my life. I could not look at her after the movie ended. And I I think I literally just said, just let me that. And I just walked <laughs> Everybody's been there. Everybody has been in a moment where you're watching a movie or a TV show that you shouldn't be sharing the same room with your parents or loved ones. I remember specifically watching Titanic in third grade. <laughs> and Rose was like, yo, like, I'm naked. why don't you just draw me with just this ruby necklace on? I was like, uh, what? And then it <laughs> happened. And then I remember mom was right next to me and she was like oh mo 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 and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was like oh it's disgusting <laughs> oh no i can't see but i can oma no my eyes are <laughs> did that was crazy but I, I remember thinking like i was just super like uncomfortable um why don't you ask me some questions? All right, let's look. Okay. Hey, Eddie. Here's a question for you. What are some of your favorite albums? I have a feeling I know what you're going to ask me, so I'll answer it right now. Okay. There is this artist. Her name is Katie. Hey, now. Formerly known as Katie Kim. Okay. She is an artist that I manage internationally. Uh, you may have known her, uh, you know. Through the years, uh, she has a song called Remember featuring Ty Dolla Sign. She's actually the only Korean artist to have a Spotify singles cover as well. Um, but she just released an EP, uh, R&B EP called Our Time is Blue. It's available everywhere. Um, you know, she was the cover of Beast Meets West and got actually top 100 songs by Apple yeah, Music. I was really like amazingly shocked by that. Not yeah. that it doesn't deserve, but I was just like, that's so random. I'm yeah. Like Apple Music picked that song as one of the best songs of the year. Dude, I mean, it's a great, great song. So it's Katie K A T I E. Uh go look her up. Uh she has like a really amazing project and a lot more coming, a lot more to come in 2021. Um and then ask me it, Eric. What would you like me to ask you? What is the most anticipated album of 2021? All right, Eddie, what is the most anticipated I think I have album a feeling I think I have a feeling what you're going to ask me. <laughs> okay, what do you think I'm going to Yo, Epic High is coming back. Oh my god. In the month of January, okay? Yes. Oh my god. I don't want to go too much into it, but in January 2nd of 2020, I Posted a photo of the Coachella poster saying 2020 is our year. We set goals in 2019 and we make them happen. Okay. It's almost like a sick joke that that was said. But what do you think happens when you put Tableau, Mithra in two cuts uh, against, you know, COVID? Magic. They're gonna, Magic. magic. They're going to be cooking. Just best, straight up magic. The best album you can think of. All right. And so look out for that in January. Word. It's going to be huge. Word. And Eric, I think, you know, I've been meaning to ask you. What? When, you know, Epic High wants to come on, but do you want all three of them or just Tableau? <laughs>
Uh, how about or this? should we just do two cuts? It should just be two cuts and he would just yell at me. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Sorry, Tableau. Um, but anyways, um, I think I think those were, you know, the only questions that <laughs> really needed. You pretty much sat here 15 minutes just so you could promote your artist. Yes. I mean, you know what? You're a committed manager. Listen, you're not you're not paying me to be on here. You didn't even label me as a catching up with Eddie Nam. Because nobody wants to catch up with Throw you. Throw some respect on my name, ain't dog. Nobody want to catch up with you, dude. That's you crazy. ain't coming on. I think you're dope. I don't think you're dope. That's crazy, bro. What? But you know who is on? I think you're dope. Who? Jim Kim. Doctor wow. Jim Kim is on. I think you're dope, which is out tomorrow. It's an amazing episode, actually. And tell if me you guys, a little bit about Jim Kim. Jim, Doctor Jim Kim is like one of the most impressive human beings in the world. Like. And I dead, I dead ass mean that. Yeah. It, like he is, like the dude um, was a co-founder of Partners in Health when they were fighting drug-resistant tuberculosis. They fought HIV, AIDS. Like they are leading the fight against COVID in the States. But like after doing that, he also had like, he was a director um, at the World Health Organization. He was president of the World bank appointed by Barack Obama. He, oh my gosh, I'm like forgetting. He's done so many things. He was like the, he was like a college, he was high school, an athlete. high school quarterback. He was like everything. Like the dude is just a stud. He's amazing. And we had some really, really good conversations. So if you guys want to check it out, I think you're dope. It's a special episode. Again, if you don't know it, it's a podcast I do with people that I think are dope. But uh, I think you'll really, really like the episode. Particularly if you guys are Asian or Asian American or Korean. Like we talk a lot about identity as well. Yeah. And so uh, even if you're not, you're going to walk away feeling inspired because I think I asked him a lot of great questions. <laughs> Gosh, Eric, that was oh, so good. Okay, low-key flex. But um, check it out. I think you guys are going to like it. And yeah. You know, before we jump into this, like I've been on like quite the... TikTok binge lately and, and especially just with my wife. It's kind of like our favorite pastime right now. It's really just a collection of dive studios uh, TikToks and just a bunch of puppies. Just cute puppies. And I saw one recently where it was like four signs that your dog is happy. And I think you've seen all of them today. He did the zoomies today where he was just zooming around. Explain to people… For people who don't know what zoomies are because I think of Zoom meetings… What are zoomies? No, no, no. Zoomies are when like your dog does short sprints around like the front yard or the living room and it just shows that they're super excited, right? Second point was like when your dog, if you're watching this video, like the way he is lovingly looking into my eyes, it's just his way of like hugging me, right? Right, Rocky? Okay, thank you. I love you too. And then another one is like when they flip on their backs and they like are like pet my pet my tummy. Mm-hmm. That's like another sign. Okay. And then the fourth one, I'm not sure. I don't remember. But it checked all the boxes and I found myself just like in a puddle of tears. How relieved were you? I was very, very relieved. <laughs> but I had a good feeling that my my dog is very, very happy. And he loves Uncle Eric for some reason. I don't know why. But he loves Uncle Eric. He, he I think he's kind of obsessed with me. It's like you kind of play hard to get. You kind of give him attention. Uh, actually, you give him attention every time you ask for it. So that's probably Maybe that's what it is. Why. Yeah. He, uh, when you guys weren't here the other night, he literally… I was trying to watch a movie and he jumped on the couch and just crawled over my entire body. 
And this dude's not a light guy. I was like, uh, I say they're bigger golden retrievers, but they're also smaller golden retrievers. He's like right He's in the mid size SUV. Mid size SUV. But okay. when he does like a full stretch, he looks pretty big. Yeah. But he's actually a lot smaller. He's like a little Subaru. <laughs> right? Now, Subaru, if you want to sponsor this, hit us up. What makes you think that that wasn't sponsored? I'm not taking oh. side money. Oh, whoa. Subaru. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> what makes a Subaru a Subaru? Do you remember that jingle? I don't. I remember that because it was on all the time. And I, I hated that song. Is that before like Subaru became like… The mountain outdoorsy car because that sounds more like an infomercial. Like, should be in like like following like a Clorox commercial. Honestly, I don't know. I don't care. I just remember having to watch it and hear it on the radio and TV all the time. And the fact that I'm here in 2021 singing "What makes a Subaru a Subaru" means they did a good job. Did a very good job. I never bought the car, but yeah, you did a good job. But it's funny that that has stuck with you because I look at Subaru as like cool, like. Just like outdoorsy, like really? camping things. And like what you did was like a 50s infomercial. Well, that's why I never thought of it as a cool car. Because that song, that jingle was never cool to me. I think this is an important lesson for all the brands out there. Because if you're really building a dynasty, right? Don't have a jingle that's going to like live uh, in this guy's and head. And not age well. Not age well. Exactly. Perfect example before we move on. Kia Soul. <laughs> Remember those little Wait, hamsters? Wait, but we love Kia. No, no. We love Kia. We love Kia. We love Kia. But okay. This is a real conversation that we've been having. Because Brian… Like Brian's been looking for a car to get. And we're like, dude, just get a Kia. He's like, I can't. We're like, you should get a Kia. And Kias look incredible these like, days. This is… Like, Kias are great. Like, in Korea… My car like that my manager drives… I ride around in every single day. Yeah, the carnivals. For the past… Nine years, it's been Kia's. They're great. Now, I don't know if you guys are aware. And this is not to offend anybody in any way. But there was… When Kia started to enter the US market… They did the Kia Soul commercials. Right. Wasn't it like the… Probably. Or was that Six Flags? I mean that was Six Flags as well. But it was one of those kind of very like crazy EDM-y… Jingle songs with a bunch of hamsters, lifestyle yeah. hamsters. So it was life, life, human like animated hamsters, hamsters driving the Kia Soul around the city, partying in a Kia Soul in like bright electric green cars and blue cars. And I was just like, oh, that's cute. Like, I'm not, it's not for me. But every time we're like, Brian, you should get like a K5 or K7. Like, those are pretty sick. And he's like, I can't. I can't get those little hamsters out of my head. That's a valid point. And that just goes to show like it's not about just the clicks, right? I'm sure that commercial… I'm sure it performed very well. I'm sure it got all the impressions across the world. But like, you know, if you're talking to a guy born in 96 who can't get that hamster song out of his head and therefore refuses to purchase… Jingle was great, but at what cost? That's all I gotta say. The hamsters. And y'all know I don't like rodents. So I was like… Mm. Well, okay. So that's… But anyways, anyways… If you guys want a good jingle… All you brands out there… If you want a good jingle… If you want some real… Real consulting on how to make your advertisement… Pop in the right ways… 
hit us up at Dive Studios. I mean, yeah, go listen to any of the jingles or the Dive Studios podcast. I mean, they're great. They're, even this this show's jingle is this great. One, this one will live and die hard. Listen, Brian was like, I get, I can't listen to the K-pop Tebok show because every time I turn it on, I get cold sweats. And I was like, listen, the K-pop Tebok show jingle is so underwhelmingly done that it was so. It was so uncool to start with that it will forever be cool. Okay. <laughs> sure. I guess I guess that's one way to put it. Everybody, that's, a, that's a very lazy way of saying I don't want to come up with another jingle. That too. But everybody knows that jingle. It is iconic. Everybody knows that jingle. Same with like get reels. Like… Uh, oh yeah. Let's get real. 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 That was produced by BM. I know. That's what I'm saying. It was… Very good. Okay, how about how did I get here? Uh, how did I get here? <laughs> Sorry, that was like a country touring version. Yeah. <laughs> how about the Tableau podcast? You are now you are now listening to the Tableau Pod Class. Podcast. Pod class. <laughs> Beautiful. Never wow. forget it. We're really good at this. Um these what's, jingles. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Debug with Eric Knopf.